Welcome to Bible Line Broadcast Network, a ministry of Calvary Community Church. Our podcast is dedicated to the clear teaching of God's Word. We aim to help people find Jesus Christ and train believers through the study of the Bible. We would love to feature your questions on the show. You can email us at questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to calvaryoftampa.org forward slash donate. Catch new episodes every Thursday. We pray today's episode is a blessing to you. Well, you heard the intro. This is Bible Line Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Martinez. And today, um, instead of a question and answer series, we are bringing you the first interview of 2021. And I am extremely blessed to be here with Case Bohr, who is a missionary to South America. Case ha- has uh, applied for support here with Calvary Community Church, and he's been a part of our missionary uh, support for probably two or three years now. But Case has come back um, in the States for a little bit, and he'll be heading back shortly. And I thought, you know what? It would be good to get some time with him and share with our listeners all the things that he's doing and how he's reaching people with the same gospel message that, that you know, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And all who simply believe on him can know they have eternal life. That same message Case has taken to a country, and he's doing a lot of great work there. So how you doing, Case? Welcome to the show. I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Good. I'm glad you're here. So tell us a little bit about how you got started um, as a missionary. Well, I was, when I was 18 years old, my dad and I used to go aboard of ships, and we shared the gospel on lots of ships, over a thousand ships. Wow. And uh, from over 84 countries. And so... I, I got a kind of, it was a great way for me to see the entire world in a sense, to meet people from all over and share the gospel with them. And then I went to Florida Bible College after I graduated with that. From them, I, I continued and I started help working with a church in at the University of Florida. And I wanted to say, go Gators. Yes, go Gators. Uh, that needs to be <laughs> emphasized. I am sorry if you are a Seminole fan. <laughs> you will be forgiven if you listen to the rest of this message, boss. <laughs> but uh, uh, so anyways, and so then I had an opportunity to work with some uh, churches in Bolivia, and they were focusing on helping the poor. But as as I was there, it became very clear, you know, there's a lot of poverty there, mm-hmm. but the poverty is really a lack of the gospel. Yes. Because it's like spiritual poverty. Spiritual poverty, right? Right. I mean, you have lots of families there that that will maybe they make some money, they make money, but then once every half year, every year, they throw a party that takes half a year's worth of salary. Wow! Just to make them look look themselves good with their neighbors. So uh, it, it's just very clear. And beside that, the real poverty is. No, regardless of um, what your situation is, the real poverty is not knowing for sure that if you were to die, you'd go to heaven. Absolutely. I'd rather I'd rather live in the little tiny tiny shack in wherever, and know for sure I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross. He paid for my sins and he rose from the dead, and I'd rather be there than live in the biggest mansion on earth for 50 years 
and absolutely spending eternity in hell and so it is a very important question if you were to die today where would you go that's probably the most important question you can ask answering your whole life so anyways uh so as i was there in bolivia it became very clear to me the real issue is spiritual poverty mm-hmm. meanwhile my friend uh, Mike, he's going to India and Nepal, and he starts 450 churches there. Wow. And I'm going to myself, 450 churches. That's almost up there, like Solomon having a thousand wives. What did, <laughs> what did you do? What's the secret? Uh, what's the secret? <laughs> and so so I said, Mike, you know, he tried to explain it to me over the phone, and I tried to implement some of that. I said, Mike, can I just come? And so I, I was there within one or two days. Mm-hmm. I was there, I say, oh, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can do this. It's actually very simple. Little children were doing this. And so... So those those little kids were being involved in church getting planting. the church planting started. Just, church planting started. Very interesting. Right. And, and so I thought, wow, this is amazing. And it was a process called T4T training for trainers and what he did was uh and i'll try to explain it i don't know if you'll get it because i didn't get it without seeing it uh but what he did was he was reaching people with the gospel reaching everybody with the gospel then when they got saved immediately he taught them how to share the gospel immediately he he made a list of their friends and he said and, and he set up an appointment with them and then, and, and then they they practiced sharing the gospel with him. He sent them out, and then he he started getting a group with those people, and so those little groups he immediately trained them, and then they immediately trained others and started groups with them. Yeah. And so uh, the scripture, t- I believe, teaches that what we learn ourselves, we can teach others yes so uh when somebody trusts christ as savior places that trust in christ they if you train them they can immediately train to share the gospel with others it can be done that's how the church in jerusalem just began to explode explode yes explode people reaching people within a very short time of their own salvation right day by day um Day by day, um, the, uh, the, the Lord added to the number of those who were being saved. Yes, that's right. Um, I mean, a great example is in um, with Jesus. He goes to Decapolis, which is on the other side of uh, Lake of Galilee. Now, you, as a Jewish guy, you don't want to go there because that's where the demons are. Mm. Well, what happened was as soon as he entered there, boom, oh, this guy with de- full of demons. He had yes. a legion of demons who comes out. The Gadarean uh, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. He comes out, he's yelling, screaming, and acting like a total fool. And he said, and Jesus kicked the demons out. Mm-hmm. And they went into a group of pigs, which are, by the way, there probably to be sacrificed to Baal later on. Mm. And so he and these these pigs ran down the mountain into the lake, and he's sitting there totally. And everybody knew a bit about this guy because they had been chaining him and stuff. He was breaking the chains, and he was howling at night, and it was a scary sight. Right, right. You don't want to see it even in a Hollywood movie. Mm. And so he was sitting there totally in his right mind. Now. It's interesting. 
the guy goes, can I go with you, Jesus? I want yes. to learn from you. He wanted to follow him. And what did Jesus say? He said, no, you go back and you tell yes. people what I've done for you. Mm-hmm. Now, the guy had, to, had baggage in his life, obviously. He had a history. I mean, had, it's not like he just came out, like he just graduated from Florida Bible College, which <laughs> would be a good idea for you to attend in radio. <laughs> <laughs> But I attended that, so <laughs> that might be great for you to attend that. Uh, so anyways, uh, to make a long story longer, he comes, he he basically, he's saying, and then he said, you go, Jesus said, you go tell what I've done for you. And when Jesus came back to Decapolis, there were over 4,000 men there, and who knows how many wives and children. Amazing. And, and, and he had done that. So... So we have seen that too in Bolivia, that where we share the gospel with somebody. I remember one girl, Reina, little Reina, 10 years old, trusted Christ as Savior. I said, okay, so now that you've seen how I share the gospel, I'm going to show you how to share the gospel. She learned how to share the gospel immediately. This is like within 10 minutes. Amazing. Uh, she learned how to share the gospel. This was in April, but I, I remember the numbers. By uh, the end of December that year, she had shared the gospel with two and a half thousand seven people. And Unbelievable! Over, over three hundred got saved. The trust of Amazing. Christ the Savior. Now, of course, I never know whether somebody's trusted Christ as Savior. Only absolutely in the absolute sense of the word, you know, they can tell me something, and it could just be a lie. Mm-hmm. But. You, you know, you yourself know if you trust Christ as Savior, and I always tell people, and they say, well, how do I do that? I say, well, it's the same as t- in Bolivia because everybody uses taxis because they're dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I say, okay, it's the same thing you do. You trust the taxi driver when you get a call. They, you know, you say, where are you going? Well, if you say, you know what, I am maybe going there or maybe going there or maybe going there, then obviously you don't trust taxi driver right but if you say oh i'm going there or if you're on a plane where are you going oh i'm going to i'm flying to atlanta okay then you trusted the in the same trusting christ as savior mm-hmm. so i asked them after they trust christ as savior so where are you going and uh there's always fruit if some trust christ as savior there's a fruit and the fruit of trusting christ as savior is assurance mm. because that shows you're trusting Mm-hmm. Because trusting means they're trustworthy, and so you're trusting him. As and Savior. that's why it's important that we're clear. And if we're trusting in, you know, the program that you were talking about with your friend Mike in India, if he is teaching those little children how to share the gospel, if little kids are sharing, it's not going to be super complex. It's going to be something that has to be easily understood. And so being able to reach people with that clear message it produces uh, assurance for a lot of people because it's a clear, it, it's not complex. It does. You don't have to show a bunch of good works to show that you're saved. You can have assurance of it. And so when you're out there in Bolivia and you're starting your groups, walk us through, I know you had shared a little bit when you came to our missions conference last year in 2020, walk us through the success that you were having before COVID happened. But, you know, tell us a little bit about that with the groups, the things that you learned from your friend in India. Well, what I learned was immediately, immediately get them going, Mm -hmm. get them going. Now, 
there are people that don't want to get going. That's fine. That's fine. But, you know, uh, so I have generally what I do is as soon as somebody trusts Christ as Savior in my backpack, I have a little piece of paper with my gospel presentation on it. It's all written out there. It's in my gospel presentation takes 45 seconds, Hmm. 45 seconds. And within 15 seconds, people ask you to share the gospel presentation with them. And so, so I have that all written out and I say, okay, look at this piece of paper here. Uh, So, so the first question is, are you going to heaven when you die? That's the first question, most important question. Are you going to have in that people say yes or no? Then the second question, somewhat dependent on what they say in the first question, mm-hmm. why? And so if somebody says, well, I'm a good enough person, or, well, I'm really bad, no, I'm not going, then they're trusting in their own behavior or mm-hmm. their, uh, something that their own performance. performance, something yeah. that they're doing. You know, I remember one guy telling me, no, I'm not going to have an end. And he kept on saying, no, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Finally, I just out of curiosity after 15 minutes, I said, what did you do? And he says, I killed 50 people. I thought, wow. okay, well, I just want to make sure that I'm not number 51. And so, <laughs> but I can't share, share the gospel with him. I said, even you can trust Christ as Savior because Jesus died on the cross for your sins. The third question is a key question is this, are you perfect? Mm. Now, pretty much everybody says to that, no. Right. One time I had a lady tell me one time, uh, I said, are you perfect? She said, yes. (laughs) I said, really? (laughs) I said, are you single? She said, yes. I said, ma'am, my whole life I've been looking for the perfect woman. Would you marry me? (laughs) So, so, uh, no, but, uh, you know. Uh, so anyways, uh, so are you perfect? You've got to be perfect to get to heaven. And so that immediately eliminates anybody thinking, well, I am good. Good works. Good, good works. They all fall short. As I, the fall scripture short. Tells us. I fall short. I missed the mark, which is, by the way, the very definition of sin. To miss the mark. Uh, to miss the mark. And so then, then I say, okay, they say no. And they say, oh, boy, we got a problem. Mm-hmm. Got a problem in River City. Because you've got to be perfect to get to heaven. But there's only one way, and that's, and then they go, what is it? And I like that because they just asked me to share the gospel with them. They said it's Jesus Christ. Because what he did, he took your sin, he took your shame, he took your guilt, he took your punishment, he died on the cross, and he rose from the dead. Mm. Now, he said this, if you trust him as Savior, you have eternal life. And so it is as simple as that. And so I have that typed up for them on a little piece of paper. I give it to them, and I say, see how I shared this with you? And they go, yeah, yeah. Okay, now you share that with me. And so... Practicing. So, so they practice. They practice sharing the gospel with me. This is two minutes after they're saved. Mm. They share practice sharing the gospel with me. And as as say, okay, so you share that with me. I said, good. Okay, so now they got the I said, okay, now I got a question for you. Do you have brothers? 
And they say, yes, I have brothers. I said, me too, what a small world. And uh, do you <laughs> have parents? Yes. And they share their, what, what are their names? You know, they're, they're just the first name. And I try to get a list of six, seven people that I write on the back of their piece of paper. I say, okay, these are the six, seven people you're going to share with this week. You're going to share. Because you don't want to die and get to heaven and find out, wow. And your, your brother is there and says, Wait, wait, wait. You knew how to get to heaven. You didn't tell me. Mm. And so so that. Then I also go over immediately over security. I say, you know, John says, no one can rip them out of my hand. Mm -hmm. And I said, let this hand represent Jesus Christ. And I take a pen. Now, I put the pen inside of my hand, not with the the whole pen sticking out, but the inside of my hand. So the only little tip comes out. Mm -hmm. And I said, look at this. Now, you take... Can you take the pen out? Now, boys love to do that. Yeah, they'll do, they'll do it and they'll try mm-hmm. tickling me and everything. And so, <laughs> so let, let go of the pen. I said, so you're inside the hand of God now. Your security, your eternal life doesn't uh, depend on your goodness anymore, mm-hmm. on anything. It depended. It was totally dependent on Christ. So 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 you're that. So then I say, okay, let's set up a time when we can get together again. And I set up a time within 24 to 48 hours. I tried to get together with them again. Mm-hmm. And so because at that time, and then I can ask them, so how did it go? Did you share with your brother, William? Did yeah. you, uh, did, uh, so how, how did that go? And, and, you know, sometimes they say, you know what? I shared with all those people, but you know what? I found not everybody got saved. Hmm. Okay, well, that yeah, that happens at times. And so then we can make up a more of a list and I start training them. I start training them. And maybe at that time, there are some of the family there. And that's a group mm-hmm. that I can start training, uh, training to, to immediately share the gospel immediately. And I go over more of the gospel, making sure that they, that they talk, understood that really well. So how long had you been implementing that program so i've been implementing that program for about five years and i'm learning at the same time now Mm -hmm. one thing we do we start off our groups are part seven parts basically Mm -hmm. seven parts though they can be divided into three parts Uh, but the groups are seven parts the first part is is we sing scripture songs now we've been recording them and and people are memorizing literally hundreds of verses from the scripture. Within a short time, I start them up with songs like John three sixteen, Ephesians two eight and nine. All of those are, are are verses that deal with the gospel, what they just went through, mm-hmm. that they trusted Christ as Savior, and that they have eternal life. And so, so John three sixteen, First John five thirteen. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah 53, 6. And so we've been recording them in a studio. And, and so we can give them for free uh, because they're just MP3 files and people carry them on the phone. So now they can use them in, especially if they have a little Bluetooth speaker, they can use them in their groups. Right. And so... Uh, and so, the, so the first thing we do is we we start them up memorizing the Word of God, uh, without them knowing it. Wonderful, they're, they're singing, that's wonderful. Singing the songs, and then 
we we do a thing called we call it a report, and there's probably a better name for it, but we just basically says how many people you share with this week. Now, as that group develops, the questions become more like how many groups did you get started? Did you follow up? What did you did you read the word? What did you what did you learn from the word? How can you obey this in mm. your life? And so so depending on the group, I mean you you, you know like um and so uh, I asked a friend of mine, not my friend in, in India, but another guy who had been very successful in this very system, and he had started in 10 years over 158,000 churches. And so I thought I can learn from him. I said, so I said, so how long did it take you? And he was a Chinese guy. He had said, how long did it take you? Uh, how long till you start a group with it's the, the new group started uh, start their groups? Mm-hmm. He said immediately, and then he said three generations in three weeks. So a group that starts a group that starts a group in three weeks. And, wow! And, and I said, okay, three generations in three weeks. I thought, well, he must know what he's talking about. And so I told uh, Nuria, one of our group leaders, I said, Nuria, three generations in three weeks. Well. After about a month, she had 28 groups going. Really? And 28 so, in a tw- month? 28 groups going. Because he, she, she told him, you need to start new groups. And, you need and to that's tra- with the gospel presentation Everything. and scripture yeah, songs, all that. Right. You need, to, you need to train others. Amazing. And others in doing mm. that right, right now. So we had close to 100 groups going right before COVID. Then COVID hit. In March of last year. Yes, it hit. And and we in Bolivia, we were not allowed to even go outside. I was allowed to go one day a week. No children were allowed to be outside. They all had to stay inside. Wow. But I was allowed one day a week in the morning with my ID card to go grocery shopping. Where they sprayed me for alcohol, make sure that, uh, you know, make sure that I wasn't, con- you know, uh, um, contagious, contagious, contaminated, contaminated and, and stuff. And, and then, but we were allowed one and that really slowed everything down. And so now we got the first generation, second generation groups going and they're starting new groups already, but, uh, you know, the, they're not allowed to leave the house yet. Still, those kids are not allowed to leave the house, and so they're stuck, stuck in the house. As soon as, uh, but we got a good twenty-eight groups going again, the number twenty-eight for some reason. Uh, But they're they're still growing. But what's happening now, and that's not necessarily what I'm going to see happening, but it's fine. Is the groups themselves are growing numerically, bigger groups, just just bigger groups, and so. uh, uh, so then I hire local missionaries to reach uh, reach uh, the, to, to start those groups and have those. So those groups are, even though I'm in the United States right now, the groups are going on right now. As we see, speak. that's what I think is so amazing about your approach to your missionary work is you are you are getting results that are not only just everlasting results, but you're training the people that you're winning to be effective right out the gate. And to me, it just is a matter of time until there's a very large Christian presence in Bolivia because of because of that work. And I know that you don't credit yourself and 
it's all the gospel message. But what I want our listeners to recognize is this is something that we can do here. Yes, absolutely. You, you can do this. You, I mean, I, I've done this here in the United States. I remember sharing with two guys at a Christian party. Mm-hmm. I went to a Christian party. They were playing games with a bunch of students were playing games and two guys were standing standing on the side. Somebody had invited them. And I said to him, I said, you know, um, are you going to heaven when you die? I just shared the gospel exactly the same way. Yeah. And, and the two guys, they trusted Christ as Savior. Mm. And so I said, I said, well, this is good. So I started training them immediately. And this, it doesn't take a lot. And then I said, by the way, who invited you? to come to this party. He said, that guy over there. And so I said, hey, you know, Rick, you're coming over, coming over. And so he's there. And so the guy goes, so are you going to heaven when you die? And Rick goes, yeah, yeah, I'm going to heaven when I die. He said, why didn't you never tell us? (laughs) And so why did you? He says, I was shy. And I go, okay, you know, I didn't have to say anything. And I said, okay. So, so then I showed them how to share the gospel. Now, a few weeks later, I was at Walmart and I ran into one of the guys. Now I had asked my friend Rick, you know, I'd say, you follow these guys up, you know, because I need, I'm going back. Yeah. So you, you follow these guys up. Well, he didn't, but I ran into one of those guys, and he goes, yeah, I've been sharing the gospel with everybody. Hmm. And so this can work in the United States. This can work in Holland. This works. In, it worked in Holland for me. It works in India. It works in Nepal. It works in every place, you know, because the power is in the gospel. Yes. As a matter of fact, I never want to be become the center of it. The right. center of it, because as soon as I become a center of it, the worst, how do you say, the worst compliment that somebody can give me, when I hear that compliment, I become very worried hmm. or worried, concerned. Uh, Christians, we don't worry. We just get concerned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and that is, that was amazing what you just did hmm. or what you just taught us there. Because if I hear that, I kind of go, ooh, they're also saying, I, but I could never do that. That's just amazing. Yeah, you want it to be simple. I want it to be simple because it's about the gospel. I want to, right now, people are hearing the gospel, people are getting saved. I mean, I've been, I've been, you know, like where I had to be here for a couple of weeks and I came back and hundreds have gotten saved. Yeah. And I didn't want to be, and so I wanted to be duplicable where I could get a heart attack, the thing continues. It could still that, go. That, that's, that, is the, that is the main goal of, uh, it's, not, it's not about me. I don't care about me being known or so. I'll do the podcast, yeah. but it's not about but me. So people can continue to pray for you. Yes, and- yes. we need prayer. Just pray. Please pray that the schools that everything will open up soon, so that we can we can really because I I believe that uh, we'll get within a couple of weeks. We right now have 28 groups going because that's as far as the missionaries can do uh, themselves. But please pray that within if it opens up, 
we'll have we'll have them going to fourth fifth generation in a couple weeks. And what I'll do um, for those of you who are listening, when you take a look at the description in this radio show and the podcast, um, you can see down below where you can sign up for Case's newsletter, and he spells his name K E E S, and it's pronounced Case, like just Case. Okay. In case then, you forget, yes. Just in case you forget, yeah, very good. <laughs> and then his last name is Boer, B-O-E-R, and I'll have the link down there for his newsletter. But we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here, and I just wanted to thank you for your time and uh, those things that you asked for people to pray for. Uh, we will continue to add that um, in our publications as well. But one thing I wanted to touch on because we're almost out of time here. I really like before we started recording how you said I'm a missionary to Bolivia, but I want to reach all of South America and we are praying for you. Thank and you. I hope that soon someday you'll be able to extend outside of Bolivia and reach these other countries. But I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and we look forward to having on you soon. All right. You're welcome. All thank right. you so much. Thanks. Case. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As a thank you to our listeners, we want to give away a free Bible every month this year. To enter, send us an email with your Bible question. Our email address is questions at bibleandministries.org. Be sure to subscribe to the show and check back each Thursday for new episodes. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon.